Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckington. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Barantek and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. And what can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome back to Fanbase, the deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm John Seneca, along with my partner Brian Shackman. And uh, it's been a little while since we've talked, Brian. What have you been up to? Me? I got my tickets to go to Fenway. That's good. That's good. That's great, actually, because we're going to be fans in the stands. Yeah. So, but they didn't. They, about the Red Sox, they. I always go to opening day with my wife. We've done it for the last fifteen years, and the buying opportunity was without opening day. So we still don't know. So you're exactly not going to opening no, day. No, but I'm. Go, I got tickets to go. I think I'm going to the Miami Marlins game, and we got. I had some problems logging in. I, I got pretty good seats. They have sort of uh, dynamic pricing, so the, the tickets actually weren't that expensive. And it's going to be weird, though, because uh, right now it's slated to be 12% capacity. So if you take it at 40,000, I mean, we're talking between four and 5,000 people, right? And we're going to have certain distances. So I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I, you know, my wife was They like, might not know what it's going to look like. Yeah. My wife was like, can we go up close to the field? And like, I bet they're going to make us like lock down where no, we are. No, I don't are. think you're going near the field. And what's it going to be like concession-wise when you have 4,500 people? Like, am I going to have to walk a half a mile? It's, like, to it's going to be beer? like going to a Rock Cats game. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think they'll have everything open? Do you really I think, think so? I think they will. I mean, we've been grocery shopping for a year. They'll figure it out. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I mean, I'm excited to be able to go back. I actually, I, the downside is Fenway with 39,000 people is awesome. But Fenway's tight and not always that comfortable. And I'm kind of like... You're going to be able to lounge. I'm just excited to like... Put an arm here and an yep. arm there. And that would be nice. Kick back. So I, if it's a good weather day, it's going to be flipping awesome. Now, are they requiring any sort of testing or anything? Because the Yankees, the New York just announced their guidelines. I, to my knowledge, no. All right. So New York announced their guidelines. The Yankees and Mets are going to be twenty percent capacity, and they're going to require a COVID a written a COVID test. Now it doesn't say if they're going to be giving them a rapid test at the game at the facility yet. That's TBD. But you're going to at least have to produce a, a test, wow. a negative test. I don't know. They haven't even said when and how long, wow. or that you've been vaccinated, which raises another issue, as to saying like, oh well, you're you're only favoring people that have been able to get the chance to get vaccinated. Interesting. Well, by opening day. I mean, I bet there'd be, you know, 30% of the population plus will be vaccinated. So you have to have your papers. You have to have your papers. It's your like, papers. It's like World War II. You need I got to go produce, get the papers. Get the papers. Get he the, always said it two times. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got <laughs> Not much different than the Red Sox, because you said the Red Sox are around 4,000. They're at 20 per- 12%. And the Yankees right. are going to be 20%. And they usually hold, like, what, 50, a little under 50 so it's there? Be like 10,000. Yeah. So it's going to be double. But let me ask you, are you, is the pre-sale going to be – the pre-sale for the Red Sox was just season tickets? Holders. I haven't seen anything. I didn't see anything Are about you the tickets. Go for it? I don't know. I, th- I mean, you can buy tickets now 
for the Yankee game. I mean, I would, I'll wait. I'm just going to so wait. The, I don't literally like going to games this early anyways, because you don't know what you're going to get. Right. Here's the thing. It's funny uh, that we just are learning the secondary ticket market for every team is off the charts. Like supposedly for Orioles opening day, it's like five, six hundred. I bucks. believe it. I believe you it. Know, People it, just want to go to baseball. Right. Games. And there's such a, there's, there's such, de- there's demand and supply is so tight that uh, people are going to be tempted to move those tickets. Now, I, even if I could sell them for a couple hundred bucks, I think I'm still going to go. But if you really want to see how, how much people want to get back to the ballpark, go to StubHub or whatever and take a look. 500 pretty- bucks to take a selfie in the second deck. Right, that's not to say you were there for the first game back. Well, that's pretty cool, actually. I mean, I guess only five hundred dollars. When you put it that way, (laughs) people have money. If people are buying digital sneakers and uh, you know all this digital sneakers, it wasn't even a digital sneaker. It was like it was like some guy's ramp ramp for a year, sixty nine million dollars. Yeah, the point is like people have money and they don't. And I just read today that that guy sold another piece before that for like six million dollars. Well, players are like Gronk just sold over a million dollars worth of digital. Player cards. Mahomes is doing that. Tawan Walker thing. for the Mets it's just, just is like, like, what are you thinking, people? Like, I understand it, it might be cool because you're young. But MLB rich. is in the process right now of getting it, it's ironing this whole and is it NFT? NFT, fungible token. NFT thing out because the NBA jumped all over it. Right. And I remember saying, I don't know if I said it on this show, on this podcast. I can't remember if I just said it like in general that the MLB has got to figure this out before opening day because if you're not someone's going to figure it out and then you're going right. to be battling them and, and you're going to lose a lot of money right right and they and apparently i just read a tweet um just today that they are figuring it out and it's something's coming in and then um more money more for players money. and more more more, more problems Soon my kids are going to want non-fungible tokens and they're going to want a lot of money well they are going to want to go to the games and hopefully they're going to be able to see some quality players and there's some battles for the in spring training Right now. Yeah. So uh, do you want me to start with my thoughts on, on the Sox or do you want to start with your thoughts on the Yanks? Um, I'll go with the Yanks. Okay. So basically it looks like there's two battles going on, a fifth starter and Jay Bruce and Mike Talkman. To make, the, to make, make the, the, team. the team. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because you're going to have uh, – Gardner will make the team. Um, well, you can't – so you can't designate Bruce. They'd have to release him, right? Yeah, and I think his window to like to uh, to opt out or whatever is, is to – to be picked up. I saw Someone's going to pick him he up, though. That. He no, he, Jay Bruce, let's see. What does he got here? Uh, where are we looking here? Jay Bruce, uh, 20 at-bats, two home runs, three RBIs, five runs, two walks. Talkman, 238, 21 at-bats, two home runs, three RBIs, three. seven Ks, though. Seven Ks. I mean, pretty pretty similar, but the How average is, is down. Talkman is, is like, I don't know, late 20s. But, right, so, you know, Jay Bruce is only 33 years old. I know, I know. It's he's crazy. It's been around a long time. So those guys but It looks like Jay Ross. Bruce the, right what's now. The, what's the fifth starter? Who's it between? Well, it's between. It looked like it was going to be. It was going to be between Domingo Herman and Debbie Garcia. But it looks like Herman is like the front runner now. Herman has been lights out this spring. He really has. It's spring training, but three games, nine innings, five hits, one walk, 13. 13Ks. Yeah. I mean, regardless if that's spring or not, he's not walking anybody. That's what you got to look at. Oh, so the, he's not the, wild. The roster's that tight, though. It's really like all we're it, talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it when you when it comes down to it. Because you got Cole, you got Tyon, you got uh, Kluber, you got Montgomery. Because he's going to make the team. He's the only left-handed pitcher. Right. Right? So he's going to make the team. So then you got Herman or Debbie Garcia. But the thing is about the Yankees, and we've seen this in the past, they're going, someone is going to get hurt. And Debbie Garcia is young, and right. he can stand some time in AAA, and he's got options. You well, know, that's so. you know, you know, segueing to the Red Sox. One thing you've learned about the Red Sox 
they're 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 deeper than they've been, which is good. Like Michael Chavis has had a great spring. His OPS is over a thousand, and he's but he's got nowhere to play. That's because Bobby Dahl back at first base has been like you know he's got five home runs and just. But Dahlbeck's the ball. a big prospect for the Red Sox. Yeah, and he's he's it might be his time. But here's the thing that's funny about the, the Red Sox: JD Martinez has over thirty at bats, one extra base hit. And then Devers is he going into the? Is he bringing that funk to 2021? Well, I just here's the thing: is that if you if you have JD Martinez and Rafael Devers and and Xander Bogarts play at least 90 percent to what they've been, the the Red Sox are going to be pretty good. Yeah, but Martinez is not impressed. Devers is hot and cold. He's been he's terrible in the field sometimes, and you know it's hard to tell with um, Bogarts because he's such a vet now that he doesn't show you everything in spring training. Right. So it's hard to know. Bogarts, is, I think you're going to get what you're going to get with him every year, regardless. I mean, I love him, but I I think that it, the pressure's on JD Martinez. Actually, he's he's going to DH. He's going to get his at bats, but you know, guys like Michael Chavis have proven they belong on the team. There's just nowhere for them to play. So he's gonna I, th- have to I look at JD Martinez kind of the way I look at Gary Sanchez. Like you have to like you have to perform. Like, J.D. Martinez has obviously had better numbers in the past, and he's been around longer than Sanchez, but it's like put up or shut up. Yeah, and I don't even need him to be his all-star self. I, I want just 90% of what he had, but, you know, what I've seen, I've seen 30-plus at-bats, and I've seen nothing from him yet. And I don't know if he's still get, getting into the groove, maybe the iPads and the dugout. I don't know. But, it, like, but, there's no more excuses, though. He's going to get a full season, right. barring any craziness injury or crazy COVID outbreak again. They're going to play a full season, so right. he should be... Back to the old JD. So you would hope so, but I haven't seen it yet. So the thing that, that I, I'm interested to see, you know, Bobby Dahlbeck start at first base, and that's going to be very interesting. And Eduardo Rodriguez has already been named the opening day starter. It's a really good comeback story. Uh, the pitching's going to, I mean, Avaldi's hit, you know, hit 100 a couple times. I mean, how was the rest of the rotation look? It's just, it's very average right guys need to be at their best so i mean i think basically what they're saying is that that, could be said for the yankees though because after cole guys just need to be at their best because there's no guarantees there either but it's different with the red sox because the expectations are different if the red sox are within five of the wild card at the deadline i think they'll go get us they'll go get a top three star they i would hope so so i mean that that, would really hope so and the the hope is you get a guy who's got they can trade jeter downs <laughs> I just don't like saying the name, so I'm not going to say it. The name that that I won't say. But my point is that if they can pick up a pitcher who's got a couple years left at the deadline, then things look a little bit better. But I'm a little bit more encouraged by the young guys, and I'm a little more discouraged about the vets. That's the way my spring has gone. Well, only time will tell. You know that. And it's, it's, everyone always asks me, "Well, they're going to do this year if if the team stay healthy and the players stay healthy, they will. They'll do what they should do." Right. You could say that about. Ten teams. There's ten teams you could say that about in the majors. So I mean, it's not saying a ton, but there's about 15 teams in baseball who are horrible, just horrible. And so it, it, the, my thing is, if you're a good manager, win the games you you should win, and you'll be in contention. So it, it, the the Red Sox, the I mean, AL East isn't bad, but I mean, there's just a lot of bad teams out there. And so if you can beat those guys, there's, you can do okay. One of those bad teams is Detroit Tigers. They're terrible. Yeah, and AJ Hinch is their manager. Yeah, you, you, that smug, <laughs> smug AJ Hinch. Yeah, well, hopefully Miguel Cabrera's new best friend. Yeah, well, he's like he's got to support him. That, I think the I we don't want, I don't want to get too much into that, but I think Cabrera said that for a couple of reasons. Like the guys don't care if the guy's a good manager, but I think he said that to to make sure that it's going to be a tough. He's, season. he's the vice president. But you got you got to save the locker room. Yeah, and, and if he that's exactly he's, why he said if he it. says that, then the locker room won't cave on on a guy like Hinch. So I, and I who's going to question a, Miguel Cabrera? It was a classy veteran right. move to do, even right. if you hate Hinch. Well, there's other moves being made in the minor leagues. Rule oh, yeah, changes. Ru- yeah, so talk, t- 
tick off like three of the ones you want to talk about, and uh, and then we'll go through them one. So more the interest, like the first one, is really interesting because in AAA they're going to make the bases larger. Now people would say I, it's going it's, from 15 inches squares to 18 inch squares, and people would say that's crazy. But if anyone has ever watched a slow mo replay of someone stealing a base, especially second base, which happens more often than first, obviously, right. I mean third, um, it does come down. To the corner, yeah. And it comes down to that three inches. So the hope is in AAA that it will increase the attempts and increase the volume of stolen bases. Two questions. One is, do you think it actually will, and will managers actually manage to that? Like, will managers get more aggressive based on that? Just to see, just for S&Gs. I would say, I would say yes, because the game has incredibly become a game of... Less than inches. Right. It really has. The, the the players are so dang fast, they slide over the bases as it is. But there's no money ball metrics on wh- what the impact will be. So that, no. to me, no, that's it, what's fascinating because you can't go back to some history about, you know, the odds or, you know, how much it increases the percentage you could could make it. You know, right. like, I like it because it's an unknown. Does that mean, you know, Luke Voigt is going to be stealing bases? No. But right. does that mean that Tyler Wade could get 10 more stolen bases in a year? Right. Absolutely. And I, I like, I like. Cause Not that does, he plays enough to do that. but fundamentally change the game. Which I'm okay with because I don't like huge fundamental changes. Right. Are there any out there in the minors that they're testing that are more sort of like transformative? So in double A, yes, there are some big changes. They are going to actually require no defensive shifting. You're going to, ha- well, not technically no, no defensive shifting. You're going to have to have four players on the infield dirt. So you could do the shift, but you can't get the guy in short. Right. right center or short left center. Exactly. Now, they also have the option at the second half of the season to require two players on either side of the base. But then they could be in the outfield? No. They're same thing. on the dirt. Same on the dirt. Okay, so that, that the, the last one you just said, if they have to have two on each side, that, that changes fundamentally changes because it takes the money ball stuff out. Absolutely. But at the same time, it opens up a bunt even more down a base side. So again, like, is it going to change the game? Yes. Mentally, it changes it super fast right away because... You're automatically like, as a manager, you're thinking like, oh, great. Now, this guy who always pulls the ball 30 feet or 40 feet into right center field, Chris Davis or someone, now he's going to be getting base hits. So, well, like, that, I, that's tough. What are you going to do? You're going to walk him so you can pitch to the next guy? So, the follow up question, obviously, is well, what do you think of the, the shift? I hate, like, like it's funny, Moneyball was such a transformative book when I read it, and then they've they've changed the metrics have gone in a place that I don't think Billy Bean ever would have imagined. But they call it first base, second base, shortstop, third base for a reason, right? There are geographical elements to that in the traditional game of baseball. I know games evolve, but I'm telling you, the shift has hurt the game. I think so too, and not only that, it just looks stupid. Well, that, I mean, to the looks of it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, and I, I always hate why more people didn't bunt it. Like, I always thought that the market forces would take care of itself, and I don't care if it's Big Poppy or whomever. Just bunt it, and then eventually they have to play you honest. But It was just reason, the way the game got played, though. Just from re- no, it's because— They wanted home runs. Yeah, but it's because baseball's stupid macho. Right. right. That's exactly like, that's I'm how the game got played. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm not gonna compromise. Blah 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 blah. It's the way he goes about right. his business. It's, it's it's dumb. And so if they're not gonna totally adapt to what they're given and have market forces work like bunt until they fix it, then I'm fall for it. Whatever can bust up that cartel of shifts, I'm fine with. So here's the cool thing though. What do you so you're in favor of I like it. I like it. And the cool thing is we'll be able to witness it if we go to a yard goats game. Right. I'm on board with the yard goats 100%. Yeah, big fan of the yard goats. But that would be cool. So we'll actually be able to see it. And that, for sure, is going to definitely impact the game if that 
you know, at that level, obviously, but if it trickle, trickles its way up into MLB. So give me one more rule change. Okay, so the... Because I love this. is great. So high A ball, they're going to actually do like the Little League rule almost, where you have to step off to throw to the base. Hopefully, again, to increase stolen base attempts. So they and that truly want more stolen bases in and baseball. It, and it has to be... There'll be a really ball called, I don't really care about that one. Not. Give me another one. Um, and then they're going to be doing some robot umps in the southeast low A. So the ABS system, automatic ball and strike system. The one thing you haven't mentioned, and again, I've said it before, and again, John Senecal, Brian Chackman here on Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Whatever you can do to speed it up without changing the games, I think the pitch clock, the majors are going to rail so much against it that I don't think it's going to happen. But even a little stupid thing like, like I've said, relievers should not get more pitches on the mound when they come into the game. Like I, That would shave off 10 minutes a game. Yeah. I mean, ten minutes was yeah. You warmed up in the bullpen. Stupid! You come out and you throw for five minutes. And some of the guys take forever just walking in. Bring back the bullpen cart. Oh my god, I love with the baseball shape. Awesome! Why did they do that? Because you know why? Everyone, the fields had to be perfect. That's why you couldn't just go. Does the Philly fanatic even rip it up anymore? I don't know. After they got off the turf, twenty seconds seems aggressive, though. It is aggressive. So maybe, but assessing a ball is ballsy, right? I mean, that's a gutsy thing to do. I just don't see the the union or anybody being able to to agree with that because then you'll get an argument. Is that some some pitchers would argue the hitters are holding them up, right? And let's I, see. It I, says, I, following success in pace of play rule changes in the Florida State League in 2019, the league is continuing to experiment with this change. There will be a one timer in the outfield and a two behind the home plate. And the timers will be used in between innings to make sure the pitches each inning is thrown a certain time between pitches. More potential. That's this all is, it says. All right. Well, we don't know. The bottom line is, is that I don't think they would. They, I don't think the union or anybody would go with a, a one ball assessment if you go over twenty, because twenty seems quick. But I think that they have to do something. Cause to me, that changes the game too much, right? But they got to do something to that, speed it up, and that the players will buy into. Because you know what? Every single pitcher when they had that clock was like, "Screw you!" If I'm you can shoot a I basketball going down the court in twenty five seconds, there's really no reason you shouldn't be able to throw a pitch. Right, but they got them somehow to buy into it. Why they buy into it? Because if you don't do it in 24 seconds, you lose the ball. Now in baseball, are you going to be able to implement something that's going to have that kind of impact? Because no one in basketball is going to say, "Oh, maybe they- you get a tenth of your point on your ERA." <laughs> oh. No, you have to act. The one ball, maybe pitching, maybe the pitching one so ball fast. rule would be effective. I just don't think they would be able to get it together. Well, at least I mean they're trying something. I think definitely the the shifting is going to be a, that's a big difference. I want, to, I want to definitely keep an eye on for sure. We also got to talk about there's two big superstars in the news. Let me guess, LeBron, LeBron, and A Rod, A Rod, and then there's actually one more. Who? The, your favorite guy, Red Sox biggest mistake, Mookie Betts. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about him. Okay, let's rip through this because we've been All right. going long So here. Mookie was in GQ magazine. Yeah, what a, by the way, some great clothes. I, I couldn't <laughs> wear them, but some great clothes. I mean, the biggest takeaway I thought was amazing is that you know he basically says, I would have stayed with the Red Sox. I just want a fair market. And I think his point is, like, I like the Red Sox, but I don't, I don't love anybody. Like, I'm going to play for the team that wants to win and that will pay me what I'm worth. But the Red Sox offered him at one point early in his career 90 billion bucks guaranteed, and he <laughs> said no. And what struck me, John, is that that's, that's gutsy. That's ninety million guaranteed. He he's five foot nine. Yeah, he, and he, he even said that he, he couldn't believe he was actually turning it down. And he could he get hurt tomorrow. At, like guys that bet on themselves and then it cashes in. It to me blows me away. Yeah, I mean because I I don't know if I would have had the risk appetite to do something like that. The other thing that I was struck was how um, 
he was able to go into that Dodgers clubhouse and, and totally assert a winning attitude. Tell that quick anecdote. That's pretty cool. Well, that he, he came in there and he basically told him, you know, this is the reason why we beat you. Yeah, I don't think he phrased it that way, but I mean, yeah, that's basically. Well, he said that what to his wife or whatever, but. Yeah, he went in the locker room and said, if you guys want to win, you can't practice. Now, like do this. you think they would have listened if it was like another t- team, not from the Red Sox? It didn't, you know, it didn't come in there and beat well, him? Well, I think it was. If Carlos Correa walked in there, was no, like <laughs> I, think, I think people recognize. I think people recognize Mookie as like one of the best athletes in baseball. And the fact is, his team had just beaten them. Yeah, I mean they, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's fact, yeah, that's what I'm I mean, saying. So, like, would would someone else command that kind? I mean, it's Mookie, right? But would would you command that kind? If you just whooped them, they just beat them. There him, are right? others who could, but very few could go in and do that and have it work. Right. And it worked, and they they responded because they have some egos in that locker room too. And so I thought that was, and I think also like a Dave Roberts who has a Red Sox piece of history in his in his dna i think that his support was big too but yeah i mean it was it was a gutsy move i I thought it was and i was also amazed that he admitted that baseball is a boring sport yeah well i mean everybody that plays baseball like either you like got to be super into it and really love it or it's like you just drift away it's very it's tough it's tough for you know i coach little league and i coach youth sports and it's not easy keeping kids interested and it's usually you know the four or five kids that are really into it that are interested, right. you know, and that's not an easy thing to change. And if you're not, the problem is, is you, it, you know, baseball is a long sport. It's a boring sport to watch if so, you're not, if not a lot of action. But I like, you know, it's a very millennial point, but his, he basically said, I let myself get distracted in the right spots because it helps me focus more when I need to be focused on baseball. So it's basically like functional ADD for a superstar. I just thought it was, was wild. Um, okay. What about A-Rod? Well, there's no more A Rod and J Lo. Well, no, I mean, I think they're trying to reconcile. They're really, <laughs> the, yeah. The, you're not really. You they're not. On top they're, of things. they're not. The brand isn't working as a as a. As a so split. I, I mean, I, I think that usually, in my experience in covering news, I've done a lot of stupid uh, Hollywood couples. Usually, when this happens, this means they're going to break up, but they want to do it on their terms. So they're going to act like they're getting back together for a while. So then, then when they break up, it's on their terms. I mean, what was he doing? Having phone sex with some lady? But wait, wait, whose terms was it on before this? No, but my point is, is like basically the media was breaking him up. You know, like, like they had, like there was obviously some issue between the two of them, and then it broke in the news. And then yeah, they, wasn't they, they there, had to admit there they was were some t- like reality star. Or something right, who he, he was like having phone sex or something with, because I don't think he had sex with her, or at least I mean I didn't, I don't know. But I mean the reports are that there was he does, he does some real dumb stuff. You know that? Yeah, seriously, he's got a home run. And he's like, I'm going to give that home run, and I'm, I'm going to take for a, some phone I'm sex a, with his. I'm going to take an O2 count. I'm going to take an O2 count. I mean, so I mean, A Rod you know, again, like you, guys like that, Tiger Woods, they get they get I'm restless a, no matter what. The but why? I, now I'm a little I'm a little upset that I bought his stock. Now I feel like he's he's losing his touch. Well, I don't know. I mean, I would never. I wouldn't. I like <laughs> I like the new A Rod, but I would never invest in him. I just think that there's too much. Uh, ego and um, n- narcissism. Speaking of investing in egos, one of the biggest egos that people think has the biggest ego on the planet, Mr. LeBron, is yeah, a part wow. is part of the Red Sox. So you know you have to know the backstory. Like he had already um, bought into early on. I don't, see, I don't know if they actually he spends the money or they they just, just want give him, him around. They give him a couple of percents for his face and his name, but he had two percent of Liverpool. Yeah, and they say his investment was seven million. It's now worth over fifty. And I think what's going on with Fenway Sports Group and they're they're involved with a SPAC and all this other stuff 
they want to acquire more professional teams. Right. And LeBron wants to own an NBA team. And so LeBron can't own... He's building up for after he gets done right. playing. That's exactly right. And you know what? If he can help them get another soccer team or another something team, and he can make some money and get the experience of like him just hanging out with John Henry and Tom Warner and seeing what they do. Because basically they bought the Red Sox for $700 million. The Red Sox alone... Are worth over three billion. So they've had you know a more than four four to five fold you know return on their investment. And they and, still got crappy seats. And they have NASCAR. They have NASCAR. <laughs> they have they have Premier League soccer. So the point is like he sees those guys, and nobody saw non baseball revenue the way Werner and Henry and Larry Lucchino saw it. They set up yeah, a they third, diversified. They set up a separate company when nobody else would do that stuff because they didn't have to share the revenue. Right? Right. That's what it was. They were like, we're not gonna we're gonna do this stuff. We'll share the baseball revenue even though our stuff sells like crazy and we'll go do these things where and now everyone's doing it, but they were the first team to really go into that avenue. And so LeBron wants to learn and he also he's he's making money. I mean to turn seven million into fifty, you know, for him he's made, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's still something. And you know what? If the if the Fenway Sports Group the Red Sox ever sell, he's going to make a lot of money. The hard thing for me is that there's pictures all over the internet of him with this crap on. Yeah, but now he'll just wear a Red Sox hat and he'll just he makes a million dollars for him. Do you every like time he LeBron? Do you like LeBron? I don't really have any difference about LeBron. I mean, I think I, I think he's probably one or the one number one or two best basketball players ever. But you know, he don't bother me. I, I I'm totally indifferent about LeBron. I mean, I I'm a he's he's freaking good, dude. I mean, there's really like he's smart. He stays yeah. out of trouble. Like you never hear his name dragged through the mud. Yeah, he's even cleaner than, he's, he's, than Jordan. Like, yeah, really. So, like, what, I mean, what? What I don't understand is why is there a reason to like to not like the guy? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem. You know I, mean? I mean, I, I mean, I don't even have a problem with the switch teams. The take my talents to South Beach was a little stupid, but I, I think yeah, it, you, I mean, everybody that's that that's someone like that has an ego, right? And you know, sometimes they take it a little too far. You don't need a you don't need a whole show based on where you're going. You know what I mean? I don't even have to like him as a basketball player, which I don't. I mean, I, I'm a, you know I'm anti Laker. You know, as a Celtics fan, but I respect what he's trying to do with his business. I respect what he's trying to do with his social activism. So, I mean, I could care less who owns the team as long as they don't raise prices too much and they put a good team forward. So, I, I think it's pretty cool if they can go out and do something with it. I have no problem with any of that. Well, I wouldn't stuff. be shocked if you don't see a lot of more athletes doing this stuff too, because it. it, it, it it's beneficial to both the team and the athlete. Yeah, it depends on how trans. I mean, he's a transcendent athlete. You know, he is a Michael. Jordan was able to become an owner because he had such name uh, recognition. He was able to build a basketball sneaker brand into a billion, multi-billion dollar. Right. Business. You just say LeBron. You don't need right. to say LeBron James. So he's one of those. I mean, I don't. Th- Steph Curry can get into these businesses, but I still don't think he's like LeBron in that sense. No, definitely not. Definitely not. All right, listen, that was good. Yeah, uh, it was fun. this fan base. Listen, wherever you are listening now. Please listen. Please share. Uh, you can go to Spotify, Apple. Where else can they? iHeartRadio. And of course, you can see our lovely mugs on YouTube whenever, yeah. whenever you want. But we love the fact that you're still listening, and we want you to share it because um, it's just like we're like you. We love to talk about baseball and anything else. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. And we'll see you next time on Fanbase: A Deep Dive into the Greatest Rivalry in Sports. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.